Ayo. Nice. Oh, that was good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we're guys. Uh, we're at platoon number eighty six on the list, and that's probably number eighty six in your heart. Uh, probably. You're probably marking these <laughs> in reverse order. Um, I don't know. That's it'd be weird if uh, I don't think it's number eighty six in my heart. I mean, it's a good movie. Uh, on, yeah, all the I don't movies know. I've seen. Yeah, no, it can't be eighty six. Yeah. Uh, so Platoon, very, very important movie, ushered in so many other Vietnam movies. So yeah. so important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh did you got did you know it was directed by Oliver Stone? Yeah, I didn't know that. Do you see his cameo in the movie? No. He's at the he I think he's at that scene at the end in the bunker where he's like trying to call in an airstrike and there's a suicide bomber that comes in and blows the place up. Oh yeah, that's him. There's, really? a, there's a young Oliver Stone in the movie. Huh. Uh so it's in the it's in that big battle at the end in the third act. You guys will know it when you see it. Yeah, you probably see he was, he was a lean, mean yeah? vet. Huh. Yeah. Oh man. I'm upset I missed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is his. This is his movie. This is about him. Uh, yeah. He said that Apparently. he he and uh, Chris, I believe that's his name, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they share a lot of things together. In fact, uh, he said that he he had a very similar experience as Chris did mm-hmm. when he had to fight people off his his own uh, compatriots raping. Uh, uh, I guess the wording was assaulting a villager. Oh yeah, but I think the truth of the matter was trying to rape well, a girl. Or in the movie, that's what it looked like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which I had—I <clears throat> don't think I'd seen this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie when I was too young, and that that part I didn't remember. You just, it just <laughs> flew over your head. Maybe it flew over my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, that nice to see. That was I. I I'm trying to think of like. When you think of the narratives in, because um, I, I made a list of other war movies that are on, or just I guess war movies in general up to that mm-hmm. point, I think, uh, and I think this was slowly changing in terms of I guess America's position, but it always seemed to me that America was always right, everyone else was always wrong. Oh yeah. Um, and and our soldiers never did anything that was morally. Gray, mm-hmm. aside from killing the enemy, right? Um, and then this movie, I think, completely changed that. All yeah, together. yeah. That's uh, doing some research. That's that seems to be consensus as well that I that I found. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't like you know, bridge uh, on the river quiet. Oh yeah, Kwai. it wasn't like oh, mm-hmm. go get him, right? Uh, Propaganda, obviously, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Especially the what if this came out eleven years after the war officially ended? I think that's uh, right. But it took a while to yes, get out. Took yes, a while. yes, yes. So, um, are we saying the fall of Saigon is seventy six or seventy five? I think uh, is this in, this is in eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, right so at the end of eighty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, just to, to, to agree with what you said, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, there's some rough parts. And, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is that Stone, when he casted uh, 
Tom Berenger and Willem uh-huh. Dafoe, they, he actually cast it against type because Berenger had always played good guys and oh, yeah? Dafoe had always like, kind of played villain. And so he flipped it. Uh, I think for a very good effect. Yeah. And they both got nominated for Oscars. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I think so, in my personal opinion. And perhaps this is... No, I'm, I'm standing by it. But I've yeah. thought for the longest time. And we've seen the two actors that I've thought are the scariest actors mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, we've seen them in movies on this list so far. Uh-huh. So, Willem Dafoe is, I think, my number one. Okay. But number two, mm-hmm. close behind, yeah. is uh, Rucker Howard. Oh yeah, they're just like the freakiest guys. I think. <clears throat> see, I see. I don't know uh, Rutgers filmography outside of Blade Runner. Really, like, yeah. I've not seen Hitchhiker. Or I think else. that's probably why for oh, me okay. it's Hitchhiker. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Willem's had a very. I, to me, uh, I could put Willem on that list, but I think Malkovich is also kind of up there for like real He's creep. Up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Creep. I think the fall playing Jesus. You know, that's just creepy. Oh man, that's just crazy. I I like that movie actually. And Harvey type of, and, and uh-huh. the way they repositioned Judas, I thought that was a nice switch. Yeah. <laughs> um, heading back yeah. to uh, Platoon, uh, it was it was nominated for many awards. Yeah, uh, it won three. Oh, it won four actually. It won for best picture, best director. Uh, best film editing, gotta get that editing and best sound which I would say it's, I think they clarified it in Wikipedia as best sound mixing not sound design okay um, I and I could I thought some of this I actually there's a part in the movie when they're shooting the I guess the the Vietnamese kid like and he's oh he's like, they shoot his foot and making him dance yeah that, I thought the sound design sounded a little dumb there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a little... Um, I thought that first fight was a little... You know, when uh, Chris goes to sleep... Well, he doesn't go to sleep. Oh, that's right. Sleep. I thought that was a little... Just different. I'm sure at the time... It was... Uh, I don't know. It was cool. It was new. It was whatever. But mm-hmm. seeing... You know, just seeing all the... You know, guns in movies now. It just... I don't know. It was a little bit jarring. And then the flash was very bright. Yeah. You know, it's like a flash over the whole gun almost, right. whereas now it's just like maybe at the muzzle of the right. gun or the tip right. of the gun. But, um, yeah, maybe at the time, I don't know. Yeah, that dance part. Oh, so that's the part that stuck out in my head from when I saw it when I was young. Yeah. And oh, that's rough. Yeah. And then the, the bashing of the head. And, oh, oh, God. Funny. Where is Chris? Where is that? Oh, and yeah. Just and all the guys that were in it. That was that was Kevin Dillon, right? Yeah, man, I think I made a list because I said this is this is stars and stars in this platoon, <laughs> right? There's stars in your There's eyes, stars, right? Now. I mean, yeah. I am just I was just smitten with the guys. You might have been starstruck. I was so struck. Uh, you got Tom Berenger. Yeah, uh, I don't know when Major League came out, but that's when I that's my Tom Berenger. It's got to be after. Yeah. yeah, Keith David. Everyone knows him. Yeah, they don't know my name. They know. Just look up Requiem for a Dream. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Was he also the dad in Something About Mary? Oh. The step the stepdad? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh huh. And he, that guy does not age. I mean, he ages very well. He does. He's, he's, he's so good. Uh, and I think he's the voice of, U- or I think he does Navy and UPS. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 
Uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem. Oh my god. Got the Green Goblin. Forrest Whitaker. And, and you know he would do other Vietnamese or Vietnam movies? Uh. Played with Private Onion. Was that Private Garlic? Private Garlic or Onion? God what are you talking it. about? Whole metal uh, no, no, I'm thinking of uh, Good Good Morning that. Vietnam. Oh, oh yeah, he's in that. Yeah. Which, by the way, you hear them say in this movie, "Good, Good Morning yeah. Vietnam." Yeah. I yeah, I heard that, and I was thinking that. I was uh, I felt so proud of myself. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Kevin Dillon, husband to Matt. Your husband to Matt, right? Yes. Uh, Star of Entourage. Yes. Uh, John C. McGinley, Doctor Cox from Scrub. I think that's what everyone. Knows. Oh yeah. That guy does age as well as well. Yeah. This whole cast, pretty so much. So good. Mark Moses. Mark Moses. Well, oh. He, he played Duck Phillips. I think that's what everyone would really know him as, right? From in Mad Men? Yeah. 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 And uh, get, apparently Desperate Housewives. Oh, I didn't see that. Me neither. Way to show your stripes. Right? Thanks. All right. Uh, Corey Glover. <laughs> Corey Glover, lead singer. Living color, guys. Uh-huh. It's blowing my mind. I know. And not related mm-hmm. to Danny Glover. And not his wife. Not, not his wife, yeah. nor not nor was he re- is he related to uh uh oh gosh, Danny really Glover from Danny, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Oh yeah. No none of them no, are related. Not, no childish rumors. Gambino. No, no. No? Okay. The new Lando Calrissian. Exactly. Oh my god. That's Heather would love to say Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And then last but not least, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Which um, Stone actually wanted him to play the lead, but he was too young. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a lot of stories. Actually, we'll get into the the casting part of it. But apparently, uh, um, when Charlie went for the lead, he was considered too young. They gave the role to Emilio. They gave it to him. They gave it to Emilio. But then, uh, apparently, yes, brothers. And apparently, financing went, didn't go through. Okay. And so, Emilio went to other projects. And by then, Charlie had become, quote, I guess, old enough to play the lead. And yeah. then, that's how he got through. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's not also, let's not forget an actor by the name of Tony Todd, who is best known for playing Candyman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> grew grew right, out right. from Cabrini Green, right? Is that he's from Chicago? Came that, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen. Don't the movie. say it again because he'll show up. That's. I think I said it twice already, right? I said it once. Okay, okay let's just right. leave it yeah. at that. Um, but this is so. I was looking at the year, and I was just looking up the history of Charlie Sheen. Like he really hadn't done well. You know, he. He was in Red Dawn in 1984. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was 84. That wow. was 84. So, you know, there was already, I guess, something there. But, I mean, uh-huh. being son to Martin Sheen probably yeah, helped. of course. Uh, but then 86, he had a great year. And it started out doing uh, an episode of Amazing Stories. Remember oh, that, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Steve. me. <laughs> Not you, Cortana. That's weird. Steven Spielberg's answer to, uh, or, you know. Kind of a recent or whatever, whatever you call it. Send up? So yeah. What's the term? The Twilight Zone, zone right. Yeah. Um, and then in March, he did a movie called Lucas. Lucas? Yeah. Oh, with Corey Feldman? Yeah. Yeah. And then Give it in, to Lucas. And then in June. Can I say it, I guess? Oh, what do you do? Is it Ferris Bueller? It's Ferris Bueller. Yeah! <laughs> that movie came out on June 11, 1986. Wow. 
and then did another movie five months later called The Wraith. I don't think anyone saw that one. And then just a month later, uh, less than a month later, Platoon comes out, premieres. That's a, that's that's a, a great year. year. Yeah. Huh. What would you say? Where, um, I think his performance in first viewer was better than this. Yes, agreed. <laughs> agreed. I think he was a little flat in well, a lot of, a lot of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Berenger, I think he is so, like, he is war machine. Like, every time he's in a scene he's, or in, in camera, uh-huh. like, he's awesome. He is good. Like, he doesn't, yeah. I just love that there's like, there's a scene where they're clearly in a battle. Everyone's taking cover and he's just fucking scrolling across <laughs> the battlefield. Yeah. Cause he just knows. Or, yeah. I mean, he's just crazy. He's clearly crazy. And like those, you know, those scars are. Oh, yeah. Wild, but they don't like, it's not like you're staring at, I don't know. You know, it doesn't really impede the performance so mm-hmm. much. I don't know. I don't know really what, what I'm trying to say. Took, apparently, it took like three hours to put that scar oh, really? on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the backstory. Um, he, he got cut up by the VC. Got cut up. He's just been. Yeah. He's just been in the shit for a while. Yeah, he's been in the shit. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Those are shit scars. <laughs> that would that would probably cause you to be very angry at your enemy. I would think yeah. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I do. Uh, there's, there's a moment when Chris says that he had two fathers from this war, one of them being, um, Barnes, right. Barnes's character, and Elias, the phone character. Right. Clearly, Elias is, you know, he is every bit a soldier. You would, you would want that guy fighting with you all the time. Definitely. You know, compassionate, um, you know, has a sense of morality, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, selfless. Selfless, mm-hmm. able soldier. Right. Gets yeah. high. Gets high. <laughs> he had tactics. Yeah. 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 And then what does Barnes do? Oh. Uh. Bitter. Bitter. Yeah. You know, he probably, uh, doesn't let his emotions get in play. Or does he? I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he does a little bit. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so did you, uh, you know, this movie was like, okay, so here's the production dates for this movie, which I thought was really shocking. Uh, March 20th to late May of 1986. Wow. Yeah. So like mid March, basically two months. Yeah. Two, wow. three months. That's April, pretty quick. May. No, that's like two months. Only two yeah. months. Wow. Uh, and then it premiered on December 19th, 1986. So they post production, you know, several months after that. That's great. Yeah. They shot it for about six million dollars and came out as a song. Shut that for in a today's, song. In today's, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'd read somewhere that, cause I was wondering where they filmed it and, oh, yeah. Uh, Philippines. Yeah. It makes sense. But I read that it was delayed for two weeks only though because of, uh, because of the regime going yeah, on at the time. Yeah. The, the people rebelled. Yeah. The people they rebelled. Got, remember Marcos? Marcos. Yeah. Uh huh. She had all the shoes. Imelda. Yeah, yeah. Imelda had all the shoes. <laughs> um, but it was just like once they, once the, once they were gone, it was like two days later when they started shooting. Yeah. They got to it. Um, got to it. I'll, I'll get into more trivial stuff, but, uh, it's all trivial, isn't it? it because is, with war, you know, with, well, we, I mean, what are we talking every, about we talking here? About? Movies? <laughs> Would you be more like Barney Johnny Depp? <laughs> Twenty-two-year-old Depp. 
Uh, would you be more like Barnes or would you be more like Elias? Well, you want to say Elias. Yeah. But you never know. That's, you never know, you know right? Know. Yeah. I want to. I think that's what part of this movie is about. It's, it's like a Chris struggle is for like, your soul. Yeah, Chris is like a nut. Yep. And he even kind of, I think at the end, mm-hmm. alludes to that. Says it. Yeah. You know, he seems like a got his head on his shoulders, and then he's making a one one legged foot dance. He's well, he didn't. Shit. He didn't shoot it, right? Was it him shooting? Who was shooting? Yeah, he was shooting, and then Bunny bashed oh, his brains. Oh, that's right. He right. was shooting because he was mad when right. he ran. But he was try- I get I get the feeling he was trying to protect his mom, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about that. I think I thought he just kind of lost it. Oh, jeez. But you under- but that I think that's the beauty of the scene too. You understand why they're so on edge because if you can't tell who the, the who the enemy is, if right. the village is in fact holding weapons and supplies for the enemy, then they in fact are against you. Mm-hmm. So that would drive your paranoia. Yeah, and I also think the way it starts out, I mean, it's pretty quick mm-hmm. that he's he's getting bit by bugs and he's got to take his, oh, all his gear off right. and he's, you know, they're sleep deprived. Right. You know, all those factors too kind of right. go into that, I think. And then he, he may have, in, in his first turn at being uh, on, you know, watch. on, yeah, on watch, uh-huh. someone died. Yeah, which wasn't, you know, was his fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, so that's more pressure on them. Right. 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 Uh War is hell, guys. War is hell. Don't do it. What is it good for? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) You know what? I I do think this, though. I think the draft, not the draft, I think, well, no, no, I'm going to say the draft. I think the draft should be instituted on, 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 in all conflicts. Really? Yeah. Because here's, here's my thinking. If we don't, you know, God bless that we have a volunteer army, and if you serve, God bless you. But in any sort of armed conflict, if there was a draft and we had people from all walks of life in possible danger, I don't think we'd ever actually go to war. <laughs> because I think when people realize that, you know, we're sending, you know, a good chunk of our population somewhere, uh-huh. I think people would be very less apt to, you know, stomach that, you know, they know someone. Ooh. Who, out of no, not no real choice other than their own, other than being a citizen of this country, could be put in harm's way. Uh, and I almost feel like if, if we instituted that, I think that would a make it fairer. B, we'd be in a lot less situations. I don't know. That's that's interesting. Because I still think, but maybe there'd be more of a <clears throat> cry against this. I still think it'd be like the you know. <laughs> However, you want to, like the one percenters or whoever would yeah. find their way. Oh, out. no, I'm sure they you will. Know? But, there'd but be, maybe there'd probably be more of an outcry. Yeah, there'd be more of an outcry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, and, and also people be more involved with the, the politics behind it, the, yeah. behind the decisions. I think because of the volunteer army, the, the way the situation is right now, we just kind of accept people are wherever they are because they chose to be. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, the reasons for them choosing that is. It can be pretty deep, you know, right. economic situation. I think it's, I think, yeah, I, I mean, granted, I'm sure there are not all, people, not, all, not all of them, yeah. right? But a good chunk, mm-hmm. I think, chunk. are are needing this more out of desperation than a sense of patriotism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if all, I if I got drafted, I would I would serve. I would definitely serve. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. But at the same time, I, just, I would make everyone I knew. 
like at least vote or something. Or just like be more involved. Because it's like you can't allow our representatives to just like, you know, be so lackadaisical about foreign policy, I guess, or just leave it up to the president. Uh huh. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So good music in this. Good music. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, what's the name of the song? Okay music. Uh, Adagio for Strings. Adagio for Strings. Yeah. Guys, remember it because you hear it all the time. Yeah. Um, did you know, did you know this? It played at Albert Einstein's, uh, not wedding. His, his wedding? <laughs> his <laughs> funeral. His funeral. Oh, man. The smartest man ever had wow. this song playing. I think he was foretold the two, right? Huh? Because when he died, it was like a war started, and they had to play that song. That's I don't know. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, grasping, okay. I'm grasping for straws. Yeah, here. yeah. I mean, it's all relative, is it not? Oh, is this an Einstein joke? Relative? I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stretching. I got here. it. I got it. All right. Uh, and then you had there was another. There's another. There's other popular like uh, of the Valkyries. What's the Right, right of the Valkyrie. Is that it? Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, that's it. That's it. But that's Apocalypse Now. Oh shit! You're you're, yeah. you're mixing movies, bro. That is. Yeah. Oh nuts! It's like I, um, I love the smell of napalm. Yep, in the morning. that's exactly yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't shit. you can't be doing well. One sixties or er, I mean I don't know if this was in the sixties, but that mm-hmm. I always think of the sixties uh, with Jefferson. Uh, the white, white rabbit. Oh, yeah. There's an airplane? Yeah. That was in there. Or were they Starship? No, they were airplane. Yeah, airplane airplane airplane. yeah. Uh, that's any sort of drug scene. You're going to see that. Oh, my God. I know. It's so <laughs> ubiquitous to play White Rabbit. Uh, yeah. Which, um, speaking of, I also saw that uh, somewhere, I don't know if this is true. I only saw one publication say that Stone wrote the screenplay. Uh, yeah, like you said, based on his. Um, experiences in the war. Yeah, and he sent a copy to Jim Morrison. That's what I read. That you did. Too? Yes. That's crazy. Hoping he, he would play. Yeah, and play. then he apparently when he died in Paris, he had the copy of the script. What? Yeah. Oh man! Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's wild. And then and then the crazy thing is that uh, Oliver Stone would later direct the movie The Doors. The Doors. Oof. Oh, smokes. It's all coming together. I yeah. wonder, like, at, at the very end, if, like, as an Easter egg, he had a script of platoon in, in just, just, in, in, just in there somewhere. <laughs> just, like, this has to be so real. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, another <laughs> reference there is uh, apparently Val Kilmer also auditioned for the role of oh, Chris. Cool, but he did it. Apparently, the what Stone thought of that he took it in a weird way. <laughs> That's. All right. I yeah. would like to know what that weird way is. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I mean, she she played it pretty straight, uh, and like you said, flat, very flat. Um, yeah, I guess he probably could play it weird way. I don't know what he only had done like two movies before this. Oliver Stone. Oh, Stone. Sorry. Oh no, uh, he had only done one. Only done one, but he yeah, written yeah. So. Two. Yeah. He wrote uh, and won an Oscar for Midnight Express in um, right. 79, I believe. And he wrote uh, Scarface as well. Right? Oh, he wrote Scarface? I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, he directed a movie uh, in 1981 called The Hand. This is great because it starred Michael Caine. 
And it's about a comic book artist who, who, who loses his hand, his right hand, in a car accident. And uh, the hand goes missing at the scene, right? Uh, but it begins, it begins, the hand is still alive. So it begins killing yeah. people on, on behalf of the on the artist. Real deep. Oh uh, yeah. Real deep, guys. <laughs> the like hand the, uh, is mightier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like the Adam Sandler. Uh did you oh wait, so going back to Val Kilmer, um so Val Kilmer I'll was always, in a I'll always do that. Oh well, you know, uh, so Platoon in nineteen eighty six was the third highest growth gross movie of that year. All right? Okay. All right. So, uh, number two, uh, I'll, I'll give you some clues and you have to guess. All right. Number two was, you call that a noise? Crocodile Dundee. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's my Aussie. Okay. Accent. So, uh, number right. one I got. Yeah. What is number one? Top Gun. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Top Gun. Top Gun. Uh, so that's, that's how we all, that's how we bring it together, guys. Uh, that's how, it. that's, that's the perfect segue. Um, I, I contend that when Iceman bites his teeth together, uh-huh. that's like one of the weirdest moments ever. But it's, it's it <laughs> works. a lot of weird moments. It's so homoerotic. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love I love Top Gun, and it makes me mad when I hear people who said like they've never seen the movie. Uh, Are you one of them? No, I've seen. Oh, I've okay, seen all right. Because that would blow my yeah. mind. I recently watched the part where uh, they're explaining, or where Goose and Maverick are explaining how the saw the MIG. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was, we were inverted, right. and it's just ridiculous. It's, it's so great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Ah, <laughs> oh, that movie makes me so happy. <laughs> and who didn't fall in love with Kelly McGillis that year? Come on, uh, take my breath away. Won the Oscar that year. Won my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, Oliver Stone, yeah, won an. Uh, well, you want you want to know who won best adapted screenplay? Or yeah, that year, eighty. Well, yeah, eighty for the year eighty six. Ah, uh, I don't. I, Notorious daughter marrier Woody Allen for. Oh. Hannah and her sister. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And then Michael Caine won, beat out Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe in Platoon. And it's not the first time he would do something like that because he beat out little Haley Joel Osment for oh, six cents. Son of a that's bitch. son of a bitch. What was he blaming on Rio? What was going on there? <laughs> that, was, that was earlier. <laughs> no, that's a good one. He wasn't that, right? He wasn't that, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I think that was much earlier. Oh, yeah. He was in Jaws 3. Yeah, he was. That movie was in 3D. <laughs> that movie was in 3D, yeah, buddy. That was 3 other 3D guys. <laughs> uh, I want to. So there's a lot of trivial information on here, and there's a ton. There's a ton on IMDb. Oh, Good. you know what? Let me go through this. Let me go through this. Sure. I had to do a little bit of research. Um. So I just went. Through, I was just very curious to see what. What more? What war movies there were on the list in okay. its entirety? Okay. So, uh, rocking it, number seventy-one. We got Saving Private Ryan, which wow. I would say that's a you know war movie for sure. Yeah. I I was a little hesitant about what they actually call war movies because number fifty-three, Deer Hunter. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, I, it, 
I could see an argument that's not, but it's a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I okay, I I I struggle with this one. Number thirty nine, Doctor Strange Love. Did you say it's a war movie? Yeah, I okay. say it's a war movie. Okay, and then number thirty six, Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, that was tough. I, that when we get to it, I think I'm I'm very biased in it. Okay, I don't like it. Number okay. thirty, Apocalypse Now, definitely. Wow, and then number six. Gone with the Wind. Would you say it's a war movie? I mean, well, it's I've not never a civil seen war. It. I haven't seen it either. Okay. I know it has a lot to do with the Civil War and the mm-hmm. aftermath. And I, want, I wouldn't say... I guess you wouldn't say it's actually a war because I don't think there's a lot of battle scene, scenes per se. I think the aftermath... As far as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll take that one off. Okay. Um, but it's interesting then... Uh, it, I, I guess outside of Bridge and the River... Well, Bridge, even then... It's, it does show that being in war puts people in, in some very odd and very morally perplexing situations. Because yeah. even with Bridge, <clears throat> this Alec Guinness' character is forced to build a bridge for the enemy. And because of the way that he was brought up, he does it well. <laughs> okay. You know? And I think that's the that's the moral conundrum that, okay. he, that you know, when you, I guess, I don't know. We'll get to it when we get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Which will probably be in three years. Just three. Just yeah. yeah. Three. Uh, even, even, I was thinking about this because about other Vietnam movies and mm-hmm. and the ones I thought of, like, mm-hmm. you know, Deer Hunter and Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. And those, th- th- there aren't many battles from what I can remember or, mm-hmm. or any at all. Yeah. You know, Apocalypse Now is like, also based on Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. so like might as well not be in, yeah. in war, but right. it's like they use it as a vehicle. Right. So this one is definitely more about like actual battles and war. Absolutely, you know. Um, so Saving Private Ryan, though, but yeah, um, I'm just saying as far as Vietnam movies, uh, I've never seen Full Metal Jacket. So I, <gasps> I know, I know, it's so good. Mm. Oh, well, the I. My one of my best friends, uh, he would contend the first half of Full Metal Jacket is hilarious. <laughs> the part with the drill sergeant and all that, yeah, I mean, it's pretty brutal. Um, but uh, yeah, once they go to Vietnam, all oh god, it's brutal, oh, it's brutal. Okay. Uh, but then so Platoon was the first of three Vietnam War movies to come out in the eighty six, eighty seven. We had Full Metal Jacket coming out in okay. 87 as well. And a movie called Hamburger Hill in Oh, you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, do you remember on the TV what was going on? Uh, MASH? Well, I think MASH was already done by then. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, but Different. China Beach? China Beach was one yeah? of them. Yeah? Uh. China Beach was one. And then uh, I did watch this show called Tour of Duty. Don't know it. Yeah, that was uh, it. All rode the success of Platoon. Wow. Yeah, very realistic, very gritty, more more time dramas. Just kind of beach, not so much. Right. I saw I I saw one what Ebert wrote, and I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wondering. He he was like asking himself. He wrote this in his review, asking himself, how did Oliver Stone pull off this war movie that didn't make it seem like. Every other war movie where we're just doing great, right, rah, rah, right. We, know, we know the enemy. And he said he thought he 
that Stone abandoned the choreography that is standard in almost all war movies. Uh, any attempt to make it clear where the forces were in relation to each other, mm. so that we never know, as an audience, I guess, or, you know, where our side stands and where they are. Right. And yeah, that that seemed accurate because you even um, you also didn't even see what they looked like. Yeah. You see, you, know, yeah, you just yeah, kind yeah. of see these figures moving, right. like you know, kind of camouflage. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. I think Ebert said like. Uh, Never had a war movie like been more about or like been more anti-war or something. I'm paraphrasing uh-huh. completely, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, when you have something like Platoon and with it not having anyone who's really quote unquote good, right? Uh, yeah, I think that makes the case for yeah, more mm-hmm. stupid. No one should do it. But apparently, they. I mean, some thought that this helped also open up more of a conversation about the war and about people who came back from the war. It's like no one, both sides were against those people who came back. Like the right yes. was like, you guys didn't do the job. Right. And then the left was like, you guys killed babies. You know, you know. I'm, I'm really glad this happened. And I, and maybe that it has something to do with platoon, but now it seems like we may hate the war. We're not going to hate the warriors. We're not going right. to like, do anything for the people who actually fight, and I, I mean, I think before, yeah, I think because the treatment of the Vietnam vets in particular, I think hopefully the reaction, uh, or I guess the uh, realization mm-hmm. of how we we're treating them made us really be able to separate those two things. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Uh, yeah, so let's go to these uh, really fun trivia things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Let's make this fun. I mean, this is so fun. <laughs> Let's make the machine. I just can't. I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. You watching this guy though? Sometimes it, it, in that movie, just Berenger. No, Charlie oh. Sheen. Oh. just gets sucked back in. Like, wait, this. You know what's going on with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> this guy right now. I, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of had to make make him fresh face. I mean, he's obviously the 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 guy that the audience is gonna. You know, attach himself to, but uh, man, I wish they would have got a better actor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying like this is Charlie Sheen, this is Tiger Blood, this is you know HIV. Oh, that's right. You know, yes, prostitutes. That's right. This is, this is who we were watching. Right yeah, now, exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. Before, oh god. All right. Um. So according to okay, no, I actually said that. Uh, oh, this is fun. So several of the actors got to write their own messages on their helmets. So Charlie Sheen's helmet reads, uh, "When I die, burn me upside down so the world can kiss my ass." Yeah, very Charlie Sheenish, right? Uh, Johnny Depp simply reads, "Sherilyn." Ooh, and do you, do you know who he's referring to? She, remember Cher, Sherilyn Finn from uh, Twin Peaks, the brunette, hot brunette, <laughs> like hot, hot, like um, she, she was like the it girl for a little bit when Twin Peaks really? was on. Yeah, so it makes sense that his world would be all about okay. Sherilyn. Um, Mark Moses, Duck Phillips. Yeah. On his helmet had a drawing of Mad Magazine's uh, Alfred E. Newman. Oh, I noticed that. 
and and it said, "Let me worry." And yeah. according to Tom Berenger, this caused Oliver Stone to laugh hysterically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also read Oliver Stone lost it a little bit in the filming of this. Uh well, like, like with the like you, like some of the scenes were hitting close to home. No, he was just like. Sleep deprived and kind of oh. losing it. He went off on an assistant, like, where's that film footage? Mm. And and he was convinced that she hit it. And then the what the truth was that they actually never filmed. They hadn't filmed it yet. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know. Uh, did you hear that they that he put the guys into, like, a two-week training? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they had, like, they got little sleep. They had to dig foxholes because he wanted... Like right after the thirteen days to start filming, mm-hmm. so they'd all like bond and be mad at each other. <laughs> I guess it worked. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, uh, remember when they're like wading through the river and a character is warned not to drink from the river because oh, yeah, they have yeah. malaria. So yeah. Willem Dafoe, <laughs> during filming, got thirsty and drank from the water. What, what a real dumb dumb. Uh, well, he didn't get malaria, but apparently there was a dead pig oh. upriver. And he was sick for 24 hours. Oh, he yeah. got the trig. He got that trig. He, yeah, he got the trichinosis. He got the dysentery. Oh, He man. got the food poisoning. He got the sweet and sour pork. <laughs> and then he never put the weight back on he ne- to this no, day. Oh, my God. Good <laughs> metabolism, that Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he's just got a parasite in his body. He it all up. <laughs> Uh, so, you know how long he's been sitting on this story? Oliver Stone apparently wrote the first draft of the scene in 1971. In 1971. Wow. It took 15 years to get this thing on the screen. Yeah, like right after he got it. Oh. Crazy. Um, so, oh, so there, so prior to the scene where Elias is half of the platoon is smoking weed. Yeah. He actually smoked weed. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Hell got that good that wouldn't fly weed. today. Yeah, no. With the current uh, leader in the Philippines. Oh, no. Duarte, Duarte yeah. would have them all killed. It's true. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, it says, unfortunately for them, by the time they started actually filming it, it all worn off. So they got high uh, early and then <laughs> just had munchies toward the end, I guess. Uh, let's see. Man, so in... Uh, with this movie, Oliver Stone becomes the first Vietnam vet to direct a major motion picture about the Vietnam War. He, he was already the first Vietnam veteran to win an Oscar with Midnight Express uh, for the screenplay. And he became the first Vietnam vet to win an Oscar for Best Director. I guess there are not that many Vietnam vets that are in the arts. Yeah. yeah. Or the um, directors. Yes. Sure. So as of 2016... He is the last veteran in any war to win an Oscar for Best Director, other oh. than Clint Eastwood, okay. who served in the Army but never actually saw action. Because he, he served in the Army during the Korean War but never went to Korea. Oh, well, good, good for good for Clint. I mean, why why go to Korea other than their delicious part, which they probably did not have. Uh, oh, you, and so the movie narrated by Charlie Sheen. Okay. Eerily echoing his father, Martin Sheen, yeah, in Apocalypse. Yeah. Now, there's definitely some parallel there. That had to come. That had to. Yeah. Even, I think even with casting. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, he wanted Emilio, so, yeah. hey, he had to go off and do 16 Candles. Mm-hmm. So. Or, sorry, Breakfast Club. Or, or yeah, Breakfast Club. <laughs> 
If you had the choice to do Breakfast Club or Platoon, which one would it be? I would do Breakfast Club. <sighs> you know, I don't think, to me, time has not been kind to the Breakfast Club. Uh, when I oh, that's the- true. I mean, listen, we rattled off this cast. Oh, yeah. There's something like that. One more guy. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, oh, so the one, one guy. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. So time has, so you would oh, choose Platoon? I would choose Platoon. Uh, and, and, well, because now when I watch, uh, Breakfast Club, it's about, uh, these, Five? Is it five? It's five. Sounds because right. they all paired off except for the nerd, right? Um, and it's, it's, they're all highly, you know, it's, it's, it's the jock. It's the, the rebel. It's, yeah. you know, the weirdo, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's the preppy it's like girl. Archetype. Yeah, the, the, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all archetypical and tropes, right? And I just, I, to me, I don't understand why. I think at the time it really did speak to um growing up and and maybe trying to find your position in the world but do we i mean i i, I feel like we as a society maybe gone past that a little i don't I, yeah, that's my yeah. hope that's my hope i don't know if it actually has i'm not a kid <laughs> yeah this platoon resonated with me yeah there was no point where breakfast club resonated with me more than mm, platoon, right so yeah i was just that was my gut reaction like, for me wanted you know. to be with molly ringwald with Ali Sheedy. With Ali Sheedy. She had yeah. dandruff, but that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Every Everybody has dandruff. That's not, that doesn't mean she's dirty. It just means her cells replicate. Exactly. And they yeah. just dry out. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. When, yeah. She, when she, when yeah, you know, she. Uh, freshened up and when they grilled her up, hobo, hobo. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. take off that loose sweater. That's right. That's Jeez. Right. Oh, my God. What I was going to say, well, who we, who I meant to, uh, mention was in this cast was also in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Someone else from yeah. this cast? Yeah. Who am I, I missing? Some, uh, the valet. Sure. We'll take oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. His name is Richard Edson and, um, That's the original right. drummer for Sonic Youth. That blows my mind. It's crazy. That guy right? is so talented. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. It's the second time we've seen him on this right. list. We saw him in. Uh, do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. He's got the weirdest face. Because of a yeah. interesting face. Very bird face. Yeah. 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 Bird face. That's a bird face drummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, yeah. I was going through some of these trivial stuff. Well, this, this might be a big question. Yeah. Why do you think, um, why do people say that voiceover in movies is bad? You know, uh, it's like a lazy yes. storytelling device. Yes, because that's what it is. But okay. people get away with it. For sure. And yes. there are movies. Yes. I, I don't. There's so many movies. That are good movies. Yes. That use it. Yes. Uh, you know, one, Shawshank. Uh-huh. Comes to mind. This sure. comes to mind. Right. Um. Uh, Blade Runner. Right. Blade Runner was pretty sparse. Right. I think we mentioned this a little bit when mm-hmm. we went over Blade Runner. But, um, yeah, I don't, I guess it's one of those things like, it doesn't make your movie bad necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have a good movie with voiceover, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I don't, uh, most, most are bad, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't really I, know. I think, um, as an aspiring screenwriter, uh, they just tell you not to do it because, yeah, the, the 
it's they think it's too gimmicky or you know you're they they really want to see the craft at work as opposed to you taking shortcuts yeah so if you can express it without it being a voiceover or express it without you know you know title card or something Mm -hmm. I, i think that's the main reason why they tell you not to so you don't think it's one of those things that they just say that's really not well, true. Well, it, it's it's not true at all. You hear voiceovers all the time. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's just okay. that I don't think I think you have to like earn it. You have to earn it. You have to earn that's it. Fair. It's 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 um it's the difference between Eddie Murphy in Raw saying shit motherfucker piss whatever and the crowd going ha 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 and then as opposed to like some open mic and some comedian going out and saying it. Yeah. Saying the exact same thing, yeah. the crickets, right? Because <laughs> he's earned it, okay. right? You have to earn your voiceovers. That's There's probably a quota at the WGA, you know, like if you get your. That's third, what I'm thinking. Yeah, you get once you get like your third writing credit, you get one voiceover, and it's like they you they accumulate they accumulate exponentially, right? Right. <laughs> so it's pretty, at the end, I mean, you know, like Woody Allen would just be doing voiceover movies. Yes. Constantly. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right, that's fair. That checks out. That checks out. Um, oh, did you know Tom Berenger lost 28 pounds? What? During the pre-filming boot camp? Oh, I mean, wow, okay. Put me through that boot camp. <laughs> it did, he didn't look like emaciated or anything. No. Yeah. He must have just lost 28 pounds of just fat. Yeah. He, he looked pretty mooly. Um... So the movie was drawn for Oliver Stone's own personal experiences as an army combat infantryman in Vietnam. Uh, he wrote it to counter the false depiction of war he'd seen in Jan- John Wayne's The Green Berets in 1968. And that's often considered the first movie about Vietnam, which apparently, I, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, it's essentially a western. It's okay. set in Vietnam. Cause they have to like, I think they have to, uh, uh, yeah, they substitute the Indians for VC and they have to like, uh, Support a fort and then find a, a VC general. Like, yeah. All right. So it makes, yeah, prior cool. to the seventies, I thought, I guess, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, I think already came out by then, but there was, there was already still this need to portray America, uh, always on the moral high ground. Right. And, <laughs> They're and, probably wanting to hold on to that in these turbulent times. Right. You know, and then the seventies was like, all right. Like yes. This. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, did you know that Oliver Stone originally was looking for a Native American actor to play Elias? Because no. mm. he wanted, like, I guess the Native American spirit embodying. Really? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I think it's one of those times, for sure. Mm-hmm. I love to play Big Chief from. One for the cougar's nest. Right. I don't think he would have really no. fit, though. No. No offense to that actor? No. He, <laughs> he, he appeared as a Luddite. I don't think he would. Ooh. Director Oliver Stone, at one point, wanted Mickey Rourke for Barnes and Nick Nolte as Elias. Uh, both were offered. They both declined. Oh, man. Could you imagine well, how different that movie that would be? I can't picture Nolte. As Elias. I, I can could totally picture Roar. I can picture Roar. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Too. Although he was kind of, uh, you know, about to scar him up. But he was, mm. he was kind of pretty back then. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
nine and a half weeks. Remember Kim Basinger in that movie? Hobo, hobo. <laughs> that one I did not see. Oh, oh, I just remember the... Um, it's like a stairwell scene? There, there's a, there's a, a refrigerator. Oh, right? yeah, 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 with yeah, the yeah. food, and she's oh. blindfolded. Oh! Yeah. And then he replaces the strawberry with his wiener. Really? No, I don't... Dipsy I made chocolate? that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> How quickly you can confuse the two? I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was stuff we talked about before? Do we, okay. So, what do you think? Do you think it's still? Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Before I get to that, uh, Counter Reeves and John Cusack both declined the part of Chris Taylor. Can you believe that? Off. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yes. Keanu's that old? Yeah. Yes. He He's like. What, 51? It's 50 something, yeah. Damn. I think uh, Cusack would have done well in that role. Yeah, Cusack would have been better. Yeah, he would have been way better. Yeah. Uh, oh, James, James Woods turned down a role saying that he couldn't face going into another jungle with Oliver Stone. He had just done Salvador. Oh, that, cool. That same year. So he, he just did didn't it, do it. Do we know what role it was? Nah, it doesn't yeah. say. He could do, uh, he could do either. I yeah. think he could do a lot. Uh, part of Sergeant Barnes also went to Kevin Costner. Hmm. But he turned yeah, it down maybe. because he didn't want to dis- disrespect his brother who was a Vietnam vet. Yeah. Just, so Stone just yeah. said, I'm going to cash you in JFK. <laughs> he that said that, that at well, the I time. Mean, I mean, five years later. Five <laughs> years later, he did that. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't be surprised now that I think about it, about all the all the actors in this movie. Alva Stone kind of does that, huh? It's just like, oh, or, yeah, or, point, or vice yeah. versa, maybe people just want to be in his movies. Mm-hmm. Just chock full of actors. Mm-hmm. JFK, everyone in that movie can recall. Oh, Denzel Washington lobbied for the role of Elias. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Um, wow. There was some weird, but you know, I, I just like the weirdness of Elias, you know? Yes. Like, just like weird, almost, you know, the warmth and like. He was more like spirit. a spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. um, yeah, enjoyed that. Spirit warrior. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I do remember thinking as it's like watching it, it, it's kind of come back to me, like I said, it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. You just like like the guy. Um, but watching it now, this time, it's like, yeah, it's, a, it's a little weird. He's a little weird. But still, there is, there is, I think there's more, uh, Warmth in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, he cocked a shotgun. Right. Oh, that's face, right. But then it was to give him do a marijuana shotgun. That's uh, right. It was little. I would. Uh, it's a little gay. A little gay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. You don't yeah. blow smoke into another man's mouth, regardless of whatever receptacle it is. You know, you just can't do it. People do it, especially when you're young, trying things out. I've had girls do that, and that's okay. But you yeah. can't, not dudes. Well, again, I mean, I'm not saying it happened to me. <laughs> did you? Did you ever wish that a girl would blow oh, smoke yeah. in your mouth? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah! I mean, I, I guess. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you know the story about um. Charlie Sheen. I mean, it's probably everyone knows it now. They during the Tiger Blood oh. bullshit, but I had heard it before that, and I thought it was so funny when he was partying with uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses. Okay, 
So he, he was partying for so long with Slash that Slash started calling him the machine. Charlie Sheen, the machine. Oh, okay. Like nonstop yeah, yeah. And he had to say to him, like, hey, it was like whatever, day three, four, and then just fucking partying. So, hey, man. You, so Slash said to him, hey, man, you gotta like calm down. Oh, my God. He's like, you know, when Slash says that to you, maybe you gotta. Really yeah, you like, gotta listen. Take some stock. Right. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I would love to party with Slash for a day. Don't you think? Back then? Back then, yeah. 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 And and I mean, maybe It'd be Charlie scary. for a day. Definitely be scary. Yeah, I don't know about Charlie. Shane. I don't know if I want. There would be so many prostitutes though. Yeah, but so many. I'm just knowing that in my mind. Well, I mean, th- I'm saying pre-AIDS. Pre-AIDS. Yeah, pre-AIDS. Okay, hey, man. Pre-AIDS. We can go back to that. Time. Let's let's do that, right? <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. All right. Let's build that. a time machine. Go back in time. Party with uh, Charlie Sheen. I mean, that's a movie yeah. right there. Yeah. Guys, come on. Enough movie. Transformers yeah. already. Build a time machine. Party machine. Uh huh. That'd time be good. machine. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> we said it first, audience. Uh, okay. So what do you think? Do you think it stays in the list? Does it go up? Does it stay where it's at at 86? Um, you know what? I think it def- well, yeah, I think it definitely stays. I think it could go up. It has slipped three notches since 98, I'd noticed. Yeah. But I think it could go up. I also, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll keep this for after. What do you think? Uh, I think it's, I think it might slip. Okay. Um, I, I, I think it still deserves a place in the top 100, but I don't know if, maybe 86 is high at this point. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is that, again, and I've, I've said this a few times now, like I saw this when I was so young, and it was really shocking at the time. This time through, not so much. I mean, that one scene was really brutal. The two scenes with uh, making dance and then with, like, mm-hmm. raping that girl. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it also was, like, kind of silly. Felt a little bit silly to me. But is that because... Um since 86, other war movies have kind of incorporated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it just seemed a little bit too, like with the voiceover and writing to his grandmother. Right. You know, like, dude, right. You know, and I was like, ah, oh, it's a little bit silly. Yeah. And also it's Charlie Sheen, right. to be honest. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, just thought I'd say that. Although, yeah, I think it's going to stay on. I could see it rising up a little bit just because. Of what we said about how mm-hmm. it's the first, it seems like the first movie to like talk about the spoils of mm-hmm. war, and All right. not glorify it. That's right. Um, what? Oh man, I had a point and I lost it. <laughs> I don't think this passes the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. I, I read that some of the Vietnamese that were used they were just tourists. Whoa, they just really? Vis- they were visiting. The Philippines, and they were like, hey, come be in a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, if I can think of it, I'll, I'll, right. I'll bring it up. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, though. Right? Oh, yeah, but well, we have emails. We have emails to discuss. Oh, we do have emails. Yeah. Um, how should we handle this here? Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll read. Let me read from one. Okay. Let me bring it up. 
This is exciting. I mean, this is just exciting. Well, we live in the future, guys. Yeah. If you just email, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm. You'll hear about it Mm -hmm. in some capacity. This is uh, from our good friend, Brian. Okay. Uh, this is, I, I'm sorry, Brian, but this is back from the Sixth Sense. Um, so, so we're going two back. Yeah, we're going two back. So he writes, Hey, fuckheads. <laughs> I'm still listening to your podcast. Way to give a shout out to the Russians. I know you guys were commie bastards of sorts. With that being said, I have never seen the Sixth Sense. I was listening to the radio when it came out and some jerk off shock jock gave away the movie. So I felt there was no reason to watch it. Maybe I will give it a shot. Here's a couple of movies to potentially add to your list. Total Recall, Rear Window. That is all I have right now. I, I think the list is uh, what movie do you turn on TV and not not uh, take off? Not, was that it? No. What was the list? I forget it has now. to do with... I'm sure it doesn't have to do with like a twist. Oh, movies with twist. Movie that, with twist? To me, Total Recall didn't have a twist. No. Other than you, it just conf- you're confused whether or not if this was you know all in... If this was a game, yeah, or like you know, simulation that was being run, or if that really happened, I, yeah, like that was un- that's made unclear, right? Right. I don't know if that's a twist. We'll have to go back and listen. To that was it Sharon Stone being the, the enemy? That was a twist. That she was, was twist. so hot back then. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Remember yeah. when she showed her vagina? Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> uh, that's uh-huh. so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, rear window. Yeah, I think that kind of had to close if I remember it. So let's see. Brian, uh, thanks for writing in. Yeah. If you keep coming. Yeah. If you have uh questions, thoughts, uh, complaints, suggestions, please reach us at afternoon snackpacks at gmail.com. That's P A K S people. Uh, and then we have another one from Heather Muth. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, and she simply wrote, I did not care for the most recent snack pack mini episode in regards to love, actually. I'll defend that one, because I think I wrote something about Hitler, or I said something about Hitler. Oh. Um, and then, um, well, I, I wrote back, thanks you for want writing. me to read your part? Yeah, could you read for me? Sure, Thank I'll you. Read yeah, alright. This will be your voice. Alright. Thanks for writing it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. <laughs> what is that? Okay, thanks for writing it. Uh, well, we appreciate all of our fans. We understand that not all of our opinions will be supported. That's okay. You have to admit the world would be pretty boring if everyone agreed with you. While the, quote, sequel, unquote, is hotly anticipated, please note that Afternoon Snack Packs will be doing what all people do, waiting to die. Your friend. I mean, that's, I feel like that was very succinct. That was, that got to yeah. it. And mm-hmm. then then she, re- she replied back. It's a real ping pong match. I know. She goes, yes. The world would be pretty boring if everyone had the exact same opinions. That's why I think it's a low-down, dirty shame that everyone on your podcast holds the exact same opinions about Love Actually. Not very diverse. Not very representative of your audience and their interests. It's become a hate-actually echo chamber. Sad. (laughs) In closing, perhaps you should include a well-rounded dissenting voice to your panel, i.e. a Chicago correspondent. I think that will improve your show bigly. Peace be with you, Heather Line Mutt. Hmm. Ha! Huh. Well, there's a lot to dig in there. There's, there's a lot we to could yeah, let, unpack. There's a lot to unpack. Lots to unpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could let the uh, yeah. audience do that on their own. Right. I, you know? Um, Maybe we should start a GoFundMe. 
for for, for to find a, our third correspondent. Just to find them, we yeah. Know, we yeah we yeah. should have the, the funds be for us right. to find them right. <laughs> yeah, because we can okay we can look that. in like the Philippines or sure, Thailand. Yeah. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, human trafficking. People are not expensive. Well, I mean, I wasn't even going for that. Oh, gotcha. Like, like once you're there, that I mean the. When you're going on vacation there or to search for your next host, right? It's just the flight. You're paying for the flight. Oh, that's Once true. Once you're there, it's Once cheap. you're there, yeah. I and mean, then, water, bottled water is like 15 baht. I don't um, even know what that, what is baht? Oh, uh, man, that's like, that's What's, nothing. That's nothing? Oh, my yeah. God. I so need a baht. It's actually, no, it's more than 15 baht. But, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, there was some more correspondence here. I don't know if we need to get into it, but, uh, right. In the end, we welcome your opinion. Whether it be wrong or right, I think that sums it up, mm, right? Yes, you know, yes so, it does. So email, yeah, Stephen Cummin, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Heather. Uh, and if yeah, like I said, if you guys have anything, you got. Hey, do you know what's at number eighty-five? Ah, oh, this is so important. Uh, no, I don't. Eighty-five. Yeah, this is uh, a real winner. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think this is a silent film, actually. Oh, okay. A Night at the Opera. Oh no, it's not silent. It's the Marx Brothers. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. So this is gonna be good. This is cool. gonna be good. Alright. Yeah. I look forward to it. Have you seen a Marx Brothers movie? Uh, I, well, I think when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. I, um, it's pretty sad that I haven't. Okay. Everyone tells me, what, you haven't seen Duck Soup? I know, everyone says Duck Soup, right? Yeah. But yeah. we're gonna see Night at the Opera first. Sweet. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yay. Bye.